Topic 5. Causes and Consequences of Migration More than any other nation on earth, America has constantly drawn strength and spirit from wave after wave of immigrants. In each generation, they have proved to be the most restless, most adventurous, most innovated, the most industrious of people. President Bill Clinton in a speech at Portland State University, 1998. The essential question for this lesson, how does migration impact society? In his 1998 commencement address at Portland State University, President Bill Clinton highlighted the ongoing impact of immigrants coming to the United States. The United States is the most populous immigrant country in the world. Like many countries in the Americas and Australia, most residents are either immigrants or descendants of immigrants. The United States culture, institution, and populations are the product of five centuries of immigration. Migrations push and pull factors. The history of the world is a story of constant movement. Migration is a permanent or semi-permanent relocation of people from one place to another. Since the first humans lived in Eastern Africa, people have always been on the move. Early humans were very mobile, searching for nuts, seeds and fruits to eat, and for animals to hunt. As agriculture and urban settlements developed, people began to settle down. However, they continued to move from rural to urban areas and from settlement to settlement. Most people who move do so in search for a better life. They are a part of voluntary migration, a movement made by choice. The choice usually combines a decision to move away from some place with a decision to move towards someplace else. People generally decide to move because of push factors, which are negative circumstances, events or conditions present where they live. Once migrants decide to leave, they usually choose a destination based on the positive conditions and circumstances or pull factors. Economic push and pull factors. The most common reason people migrate is that they lack jobs and economic opportunities. These migrants go to areas offering greater economic opportunities. Examples of economic push and pull factors. The group and place of origin. Factory workers in the U.S. Rust Belt states beginning in the 1970s. Push factors. Unemployment rose among factory workers, particularly in traditional manufacturing states such as Michigan and Pennsylvania. The pull factors. Many workers moved to southern states such as Kentucky and Tennessee, and manufacturers opened new factories there. Group and place of origin. Farmers in rural China beginning around 1950. Push factors. Increased use of machines and consolidation of small farms into fewer larger farms reduced the number of farmers needed to raise crops. The pull factors. 
Farmers moved to China's large cities, increasing the urban population from 64 million in 1950 to 636 million by 2010. Social push and pull factors. People will often migrate when they experience discrimination and persecution because of their ethnicity, race, gender or religion. They move to locations where they can practice their culture safely. People are often influenced by kinship links or ties with relatives who have already settled in that place. Examples of social push and pull factors. Group and place of origin. Mormon migration, 1845 to 1857. The push factors. Anti-Mormon violence in Illinois and Missouri resulted in dozens of deaths, including that of leader Joseph Smith. Pull factors. Approximately 70,000 Mormons migrated to the Great Salt Lake area, a place chosen for its isolation and agricultural opportunities. Group and place of origin. Hindus and Muslims during and after the partition of India, 1947 to 1957. Push factors. Violence resulted in more than 200,000 deaths. Pool factors. More than 14 million people migrated in hopes of finding safety in a new country. Political push and pull factors. People who oppose the policies of government often migrate because they face persecution, arrest and discrimination. Such political migrants move to countries that support their political views or will offer them asylum or protection from the danger they faced in their home country. Examples of political push and pull factors. Group and place of origin. Anti-communist Cubans after Fidel Castro's communist takeover in 1959. Push factors. Opponents of Castro were jailed or killed if they spoke out against Castro's government. Pull factors. Opponents of Castro fled to the United States where they received asylum. Group and place of origin. The Dalai Lama and Tibetan government's officials after China's takeover of Tibet in 1950. Push factors. The Chinese persecuted, arrested and killed many Tibetans who opposed the takeover. Pool factors. The Dalai Lama and his supporters fled Tibet in 1959 to India, which allowed them to set up a government in exile. Environmental push and pull factors. People often migrate to escape harm from natural disasters, drought and other unfavorable environmental conditions. Such migrants move to areas that are not under the same environmental stress. Examples of environmental push and pull factors. Group and place of origin. 
farmers from Colorado, Kansas, Oklahoma, and Texas, 1930s. Push factors. A severe drought caused thousands to lose their farms. Pull factors. Farmers moved to California hoping to find work. Group and place of origin. Residents living near the Fukushima nuclear power plant in Japan, 2011. Push factors. An earthquake that, and tsunami that damaged nuclear reactors, releasing radioactive materials. Pull factors. Residents near the power plant were resettled to cities around Japan. Demographic push and pull factors. Some countries are unbalanced demographically. For example, in the case of gender imbalance, young adults might not find someone to marry. If the population is too young, the country may eventually become overpopulated. The geographer Wilbur Zielinski made a connection between migration patterns and the demographic transition model, which we discussed in Lecture 4. His model explains that countries in Stage 2 and Stage 3 of the demographic transition model experience rapid population growth and overcrowding. This overcrowding limits the economic opportunities of people and acts as a push factor. Thus, they migrate to less crowded Stage 4 or Stage 5 countries, which offer greater opportunities with growing economies and aging populations. Examples of demographic push and pull factors. Group and place of origin. Farmers in Europe, 1800s. Push factors. The population of industrial countries increased while land became scarce. Pull factors. European migrants came to the United States, in part because the Homestead Act gave them plots of land. Group and place of origin. Young educated people in less developed countries in Latin America, North Africa and the Middle East and Asia. Push factors. Many people in less developed countries live in areas where population is growing very quickly and unemployment and underemployment is high. Pull factors. Developed countries in North America and Europe with aging populations need workers for difficult jobs, so they attract immigrants from less developed countries. Intervening Obstacles Migration consists of more than just push and pull factors. Migrants often encounter intervening obstacles, barriers that make reaching their desired destination more difficult. These obstacles might be economic, social, political or environmental. Examples of intervening obstacles. Economic. A migrant lacks enough money to reach a destination. Social. A migrant gets married to someone who lives along the migration route and settles in that person's community. 
political. A migrant cannot get a visa needed to enter a country. Environmental. A migrant cannot cross sea, desert, or mountain range. Ravenstein's Law of Migration. In the 1880s, German geographer E. G. Ravenstein noted eight patterns or laws about migration tendencies, patterns, and demographics. Some have been modified, but they still form the basis of migration theory. Short distances. Most migrants travel only short distances. The further apart two places are, the less likely it is that people will migrate between those places. Ravenstein called this phenomenon distance decay. In the 1960s, geographers expanded this to time distance decay. The idea that things near each other are more closely connected than things far apart. Urban areas. Migrants traveling long distances usually settle in large urban areas. This is mainly because migrants believe that a larger city will have more opportunities than a smaller city. Combining the concept of distance decay, the belief in the greater pool in larger communities, and the assumption that people are more likely to migrate from a large community than a small one, geographers developed the gravity model of migration. One demonstration of the model is in the Cuban migration to the United States following Fidel Castro's successful overthrow of the government in 1959. Most people settled in the state closest to Cuba, Florida, and most settled in large cities such as Miami. Today, more than two-thirds of Cuban Americans in the United States live in Florida. More than half of all Cuban Americans live in Miami. Multiple steps. Most migration occurs through step migration, a process in which migrants reach their eventual destination through a series of smaller moves. For example, in a common pattern in rural to urban migration, a migrant from a small town is likely to move first to a larger town, then to a small city, and finally to a large city. Rural to urban. Most migration in history has been from rural to urban areas. Because of the Industrial Revolution, rural areas needed fewer laborers on farms, and cities needed more people to work, first in factories and then in offices. The rural to urban movement remains common today. It includes migrations both within countries, rural residents of India moving to Indian cities such as Mumbai, and between countries, rural residents of Syria moving to cities in Germany. Counter-migration Each migration flow produces a movement in the opposite direction called counter-migration. For example, in the 1990s and early 2000s, as many Mexican migrants were moving to the United States, a counter-migration of people moved from the United States to Mexico. Some were part of a return migration, 
emigrants moving back to their former home. Others were retirees from the United States who had never lived in Mexico but were attracted by its warm weather and low cost of living. One result of counter-migration are neighborhoods of former U.S. residents now living scattered throughout Mexico. Today, about one million retired U.S. citizens live in Mexico. Youth Most migrants are younger adults between the ages of 20 and 45. People in that age group are usually not as established with jobs, homes, and families as elder groups, so they are more likely to move to improve their fortunes. Gender Patterns Most international migrants are young males, while other internal migrants are female. Men are more likely to move outside of a country looking for work. For example, several countries in the Middle East have guest worker programs where they recruit young men from South and Southeast Asia to work in the oil and construction industries. Women are more likely to move within a country. One reason is that many women living in traditional societies move in with their husbands and husbands' families. Global Migration Throughout History The rate and breadth of migration increased in the 15th century with the European Age of Exploration. As Spain, Portugal, Great Britain, France and other countries sought resources and markets around the world, they spread their cultural influences. By the early 20th century, most of the world had, at times, been colonized by Europeans. The effects of colonization. As a result of colonization, European languages, religion, and cultures spread across the globe. Throughout the Western Hemisphere, indigenous populations and their cultures were nearly wiped out by European diseases and replaced by European cultures. As a result, European languages and Christianity dominated the hemisphere. In contrast, in Africa and Asia, people shared the same diseases carried by Europeans. Hence, European cultures mixed with the existing cultures. Many people largely kept their traditional languages and religions, but some learned to speak European languages and converted to European religions. The diffusion of goods and ideas went both ways between Europeans and their colonies. Goods such as cotton, tea, coffee, sugar, silver and diamonds poured into Europe from around the world. Europeans absorbed new words from other languages and practices such as yoga. Forced Migration One of the most important results of European expansion was the Atlantic slave trade. This was the largest example in history of forced migration, a type of movement in which people do not choose to relocate, but do so under the threat of violence. In the 15th through 19th century, about 12.5 million Africans were captured, enslaved, and forcibly moved from their homes in Africa and North America to the Caribbean and South America. Slavery Today
While the Atlantic slave trade ended in the 19th century, slavery still exists today. The United Nations estimates that around 21 million people worldwide are victimized by forced labor. Five times the number of African Americans enslaved in the United States in 1860. Displaced persons and refugees. Forced migration can result from political and environmental crises that threaten people's lives. Since such migrants must usually flee quickly in order to stay alive, they cannot bring many items with them. Most intend to return to their homes once the danger has passed. If these migrants move to another part of the same country, they are classified as internally displaced persons or IDP. If they cross international boundaries and they have a well-founded fear that they will be harmed if they return home, they are refugees. The Syrian civil war that began in 2011 forced half the population to flee, resulting in over 6 million internally displaced persons and over 4 million refugees. Examples of displaced persons and refugees. Political internally displaced person. Many Afghan people moved to safer areas during the war between US and Taliban, which began in 2001. Environmentally displaced persons. Thousands of Louisianians fled to neighboring states after Hurricane Katrina in 2005. Political refugees. Jews fled Nazi Germany in the 1930s and 1940s, hoping to find safety in other countries. Environmental refugee. Thousands of Haitians relocating to neighboring countries after earthquakes in 2010. Reversing historical trends. Since the mid 20th century, migration flows have changed. Europe once a region people were leaving is now a destination for migrants from around the world. Many come from the former European colonies in the Middle East, South Asia and West Africa. These immigrants are usually seeking jobs as guest workers or to unify with family members. The migration to Europe is one example of a global pattern known as chain migration, which is when people move to communities where relatives or friends migrated previously. Chain migration increases migrant streams from one area to another as a result of kinship links or other social and political connections. It also results in the formation of ethnic enclaves or neighborhoods filled primarily with people from the same ethnic group. Historical trends in the United States. The United States has experienced several trends in immigration and forced migration from other countries. Between 1500 and 1700, European countries raced to colonize North America. By 1700, North America had been claimed primarily by England, France and Spain. However, major sources of migrants entering the United States have shifted over time. 
1600 to 1808, enslaved Africans. 1808 to around 1890, Northern and Western European. Around 1890 to 1914, Southern and Eastern Europe. 1945 to the present, Latin America and Asia. Migration policies and their consequences. While some countries around the world would have encouraged immigrants, others actively restricted the flow of migration into their countries. Many countries have largely relied on immigrants to improve their economies. However, many people have cultural and political biases against immigrants and try to keep them out. Political Encouraging Immigration Until the 1880s, the United States government placed few restrictions on immigration. The ratio of farmland to the number of people to work it was so high, so immigrants were often welcomed. In addition, most people recalled with pride their own immigrant ancestors. One policy that attracted immigrants was the Homestead Act of 1862, a program in which the United States government gave land to settlers willing to stay and farm it for five years. After that, the land became the property of the settler. Currently, the U.S. government offers visas to migrants who are well-educated, hoping to get them to remain in the country. Many countries have guest worker programs to attract immigrants to do hard, unpleasant work. These programs allow the immigrants to improve their fortunes in their new countries. Most countries also have family reunification policies allowing the migrant to sponsor family members to migrate to the country. Other policies include allowing refugees to migrate quickly in emergency situations and allowing foreign college students an easy pathway to becoming permanent residents after they graduate. Policies Discouraging Immigration Countries often pass laws to restrict immigration. They can make entering the country difficult by establishing educational standards for immigrants or by restricting the type of work immigrants can do. Or countries can simply set a quota to limit the number of people allowed to enter a country legally. Some policies to restrict immigration reflect xenophobia a strong dislike of people who practice another culture. Other restrictions are based in economics. People fear that immigrants will take their jobs. In the United States, xenophobia and economic fears combine to prompt Congress to pass laws that banned nearly all immigration from China between 1882 and 1943. Countries sometimes restrict immigration primarily in an attempt to preserve their own cultural homogeneity. For example, the people of Japan from one of the most ethnically similar countries in the world. Japan maintains this by sharply limiting migration and immigration even though its population pyramid indicates that it faces a shortage of worker-aged people. 
it would benefit from immigration. Effects of migration. There are several effects, both positive and negative, that migration has on the countries of origin, as well as on the destination countries. Effects include ones that are demographic, economic, cultural, and political. Effects on countries of origin. One positive effect on the country of origin is relief from overcrowding. When countries have too many people, opportunities are scarce. As migrants leave in search for better lives, overcrowding problems are lessened. Zelensky's migration transition model helps explain this effect. Because of high population growth in stage two and stage three countries, people will migrate to countries in stage four or stage five. Migration can also have negative effects on places people are leaving. If the working age people leave, the area of migration is left with a population skewed towards the elderly and children. Economically, this creates a dependency ratio. Culturally, it can undercut the traditional family structure. Both of these have occurred during China's rural to urban migration, which is the largest migration within the country in history. When migration out of a country is made up of many highly skilled people, it is called a brain drain. Today, students from around the world enter the United States or Great Britain to study medicine, engineering, or other fields, and decided to stay rather than return to their land of birth. This creates a brain drain on their countries of origin. A recent United Nations report found that about 11% of Africans with graduate or professional degrees were living in the United States, Europe, or other developed countries. Effects on receiving countries. Countries receiving immigrants usually benefit greatly. Immigrants make cultural contributions to their new countries, including new foods, new words and languages, diverse forms of entertainment, and a variety of religious traditions. In addition, because most immigrants want to better their economic situation, they are highly motivated to get an education, work hard, and succeed. Many start businesses. Immigrants often start small, labor-intensive businesses, such as restaurants, nail salons, and other service-oriented enterprises. But not all of these businesses stay small. Nearly 200 of the 500 largest businesses in the world were started by immigrants or their children. Since immigrants generally move from poor regions to wealthier ones, they can often afford to make remittances money they send to their family and friends in the country that they left. Remittances help the individual receiving them and account for nearly 40% of the income of some small countries, such as the Central Asian countries of Tajikistan and Kazakhstan. According to the World Bank, the United States and Saudi Arabia are among the leading countries of origin of remittance. India and China are often the leading countries as recipients of remittance. Conflicts sometimes arise between immigrants and native-born citizens. Two groups might clash over a religious belief, cultural practice, 
or access to jobs. Countries sometimes pass laws and businesses follow practices that discriminate against immigrants. In the 1900s, signs which read, No Irish Need Apply, appeared in cities with large numbers of Irish migrants. Geographic Perspectives American Migrations Americans have a reputation as a restless people. In part, this comes from a history of migrations. The first people to arrive in the Americas were hunters from Asia, who were pulled across the land bridge, then connecting Asia to the Americas in search of animals. People have been moving to the Americas ever since, often in search for employment that would provide them food. Most came willingly, except for the millions of enslaved Africans who were transported against their will. Starting with the entry of the United States into World War I in 1917, millions of African Americans migrated from cities in the South to the rest of the country. This movement is known as the Great Migration. The major push factor was the escape from severe racial discrimination and violence. The major pull factor was employment. Factory jobs were in growing cities. With reduced immigration from Europe because of World War I, opportunity for black laborers increased. A second large migration, still shaping the modern United States, is from the Northeast to the Midwest, to the South to the Southwest. After World War II, government policies, the construction of fast-moving national highway systems and tax subsidies for buying new homes made moving anywhere easier. But because the development of air conditioning made life in hot climates more pleasant, the expansion of defense industry jobs in the South and Southwest pulled many people to bands of states from Southern California all the way to Florida. These migrants felt pushed out of the North and Northwest by harsh winters and the decline in job opportunities because of factory automation. Between 1950 and 2016, Arizona's population grew from 750,000 to over 6 million. Thank you.